Today's episode is going to have a very different vibe and you are going to feel it in the next few minutes because while we all are stuck in the trap of stress, anxiety and overthinking, our guest for today floats in the ocean of spirituality and positivity with such a soothing presence. If you believe that each individual has his own vibe, you will be able to feel her calm aura through this episode today, interrupted by my not so calm aura, of course. <laughs> so it's my pleasure to introduce Mahima Bhatnagar. Mahima is an integrative psychotherapist using tools like psychoanalysis, expressive arts therapy, yoga and meditation practices in her work. Mahima draws wisdom from Eastern schools of psychological thought and works with a holistic healing paradigm. She is also a TEDx speaker, vice president of Luxium Foundation, a shelter for children at risk and joint secretary at the Sri Aurobindo Society, Jodhpur, Rajasthan. As a result of a personal incident, Mahima had turned to spirituality in 2013 and has become a seeker on the path since ever. She further on to study Buddhist and Indian psychology and now integrates these learnings in her sessions. She has also written research papers on the topics like arts-based therapy as a tool for emotional well-being. Oh my God, did you even listen to that list of achievements? No wonder Mahima is our daily hero. I feel so proud to have you on the show, Mahima. Thank you so much for coming. Tell me, how are you doing today? Hi, Nivisha. Thank you so much for that introduction. <laughs> I, I I feel slightly like, I don't know, pressurized that I have to live up to that uh, in that beautiful introduction now. I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure. But I hope... living up to that. <laughs> That's why you are our daily hero for today. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, mm. so Mahima, tell me, so when you start, turn towards spirituality, what were the things you had a hard time letting go or giving up? Hmm. Um, actually, the initial part of it was very easy because the, for me, it wasn't a very conscious decision. It was like a, a a moment and it happened. And then everything was very clear and I knew what I had to do. And mm-hmm. um, so I think the initial two years and I'm going to yeah say about a year and a half was very easy, mm-hmm. um, very natural. I think it was after that because spirituality initially um, made me step away from a lot of things that uh, mm-hmm. generally society does. And I was also young. So, you know, as a 24, uh, 25 year old, you're supposed to do certain things. You have a certain social presence, etc. So stepping away from that was easy, but then I think I realized that I need to integrate back into society. I think the mm-hmm. integration uh, was tough. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so, so, you know, again, so you start meeting friends and, you know, you don't know what to talk about because gossip doesn't uh, suit you anymore or, you know, so those small things and that was tough. Yeah. Just finding your tribe. I think finding people you vibe. Yeah, absolutely. And not everybody would understand uh, this Hmm. kind, this side of yours, right? Initially, you're a completely different version of yourself. And they were like, oh my God, where is our old friend Mahima? But again, Hmm. you, I'm so sure that you had some more beautiful insights to, you know, give to them. So then 
it might have lit up the conversations mm. every time you were in the room because but i'm also like professionally a therapist so that's what i do so mm. you know when i'm stepping out from my professional life like my personal life i generally don't um, enjoy being in that role so it i i you know mm. then i want to like speak with people who understand and i don't have to sort of take them through that journey to understand because that's what i'm doing uh, yeah. professionally so i think that's still a struggle to find your tribe i mean that's yeah absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely so your spiritual journey started in 2013 if i'm not wrong so it's almost 8 years mm-hmm. now tell us how your life changed in these 8 years um i think a lot and nothing <laughs> together <laughs> uh, because I, i i do think about this quite often uh, when i look back at myself uh, i i don't really remember i can't relate to myself it's mm-hmm. like a completely different identity that i've taken on and not to say that mahima was was uh, too evil or you know whatever like she wasn't uh, doing well mm-hmm. or a good kind person um i don't know they're just like as if i've taken on a new identity so it almost feels very um i'm but yeah in the good sense i'm much more trusting of myself i'm much more trusting of life much more confident there is so much mm-hmm. more less drama so life is much more simpler mm-hmm. calmer much more spaces for what i want to do i'm also very sure about how i want to live a lot of clarity of thought um so a lot of that has come into a lot of light and space yeah wow but we all crave for like day and night so ha- have you um, so you've written a research paper on arts based therapy as a tool for emotional well being mm. can you tell us more about how art can heal people art um, speaks to our subconscious mind because when you're working with colors textures patterns yeah. symbolisms there is no words so there's no filtration there's no judgment there's no uh, you know witnessing of your own thoughts the yeah. mind sort of silenced so when you're working with somebody and using art you be sort of access straight to their subconscious mind and many times people um do the artwork or do the movement or do the role play and then we reflect and that's very mm-hmm. interesting where they themselves say that oh you know i i didn't realize i was thinking about it in this way because it gives you so much more insights absolutely um, yeah and also art is like connected to our primitive brain so you know we are not mm-hmm. born like our entire brain is not fully developed when we are born our thinking mm-hmm. brain develops at like age 2 uh but the hippocampus is is what mm-hmm. develops uh, first um that's the emotional brain so mm-hmm. art is is a very primitive language which so uh, relates directly to our emotions so when you you can't talk emotions you know we say yet you don't yeah. really talk emotions you feel emotions yeah. uh, but what happens when you have to express emotions you use words right and sometimes they are not enough um, so then you use art so oh. that directly connects with our that our emotional brain so it works really well oh wow that's so cool mm. because you know in this um, daily chaos we generally forget how we used to enjoy painting and mm. we used to enjoy with colors so much like my little yes. one she's just 16 months old but in her daycare she does so much related to colors yeah. and related to even yesterday i saw in the like i get pictures after she comes back home so i get pictures what mm-hmm. uh, of her day what mm. uh, daily activities so she was painting a corn like dipping a corn into the paint and then she was uh, uh, mm-hmm. like you know doing that kind of a block printing kind of a thing and i was yeah. so happy to see her yeah. like, little one 16 month old can't speak but she yeah. was so happy i will share that picture with you and you will be so happy to look at Please it too yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Our creative brain develops uh, before the thinking brain and we sort of uh, forget that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm. But not you. I mean, I know you're yourself a very creative person. So your daughter (laughs) is really lucky to have a creative mom, you know, that really fosters that environment at home as well. Yeah, she sees a lot of colors and uh, Mm. in the house. (laughs) So, yeah. So I have this particular question, which I was waiting for. Does mm. Mahima Bhatnagar ever feel negative or stressed? Or are you always this calm? Because like, what does it take to maintain a calm vibe such as yours? Yeah, I think that's a myth. And, and I, I'm still surprised when people look at me, they're like, oh, how are you so calm? But in that mind, I'm like, oh, really? I, I, I don't believe that, uh, that I'm like, so yeah, to answer the first part, I am absolutely yeah. stressed. I do get uh, quite uh, agitated at mm-hmm. times, but I think generally anger doesn't come. And that's been something with me naturally since a child. Mm-hmm. I'm not an, I don't really feel anger as an emotion mm-hmm. a lot. If I do feel angry, I think it's so momentary. It's it's almost mm-hmm. as if it arises and then like I think in half an hour it's gone. Um, so yeah, I mean naturally, thankfully, I am maybe much mm-hmm. more calmer as a person. But otherwise, yeah, I, I have my moments. <laughs> It's well. very difficult yeah. to believe though. But yeah, if you're saying I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Nimisha also, I think I, I do believe, see, you are, you know, because you also said that uh, it's difficult for you to find that thread of uh, sanity in your day-to-day life, but you're doing so much. You have multiple roles that you are sort of doing in a day. And that is true for so many people. Yeah. I have also been very lucky to um, not have that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually someone who um, just works. Mm-hmm. You know, so my my roles, I don't play multiple roles okay. in my yeah. life. I, I have very specific defined roles. And for now, I'm only doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, I, I understand and I, I know for the fact that when these multiple roles are added, I will, I think, equally have, uh, you know, that confusion and, you know, that switching. Mm-hmm. The switching takes a lot of our uh, mind energy. So Definitely. that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. absolutely like if I'm taking a session and um, I I have so many things going on in my mind like you know uh, I need to you know prepare lunch and I used to Mm. if I am so there has to I have to make a choice of uh, and I have to uh, make priorities of my daily task because if I am into cleaning the house then I maybe I will not be able to take sessions or maybe I'll have to miss the workout so there are mm-hmm. so many things going on um, yeah. simultaneously. That's what I told you that, you know, sometimes it becomes a too, it becomes too overwhelming. So mm-hmm. this is the reason that whatever, if my house is dirty for another two hours, I don't care now, but I will mm-hmm. definitely go for my exercise because that gives me so much of peace. So I can mm-hmm. that. So yeah. that's what I've realized over time. Like initially I used to miss my workouts just to clean the house and to load the dishwasher. But now mm-hmm. I can load the dishwasher two hours later, but I will not skip my workout. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. See yeah. that balance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me after studying Indian psychology, Buddhism and Rig Veda and many others in detail, what's that one thing which is common in each of them? See, so I think Rig Veda I put under Indian psychology because that's where it was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, so between Indian and Buddhist psychology, it's very interesting. I'd gone to study Buddhism um, at Tushita uh, and, and I was very surprised to know that, uh, you know, in Buddhism, they don't believe in the concept of soul. 
um, yeah, uh, they only think about, so when they talk about consciousness, they only focus on the mind. So they say only the mind has levels of consciousness okay. uh, and that's it. There is no soul or spirit. Uh, whereas in Indian psychology, of course, the soul and the spirit uh, mm. forms the, the core of the entire uh, evolution. They all realize that the human beings, the, the way we've evolved now, our human consciousness is not the end. There is more and there are higher levels and there are other beings and other realms and other mm. dimensions that we can evolve to and that we can grow to. And a lot of their practices is geared towards that. So how we've okay. evolved from like matter to plant to animals oh. to human, okay. you know, human is not the last rung of the ladder. There is, there is much more. There is, you know, higher consciousness as well. And so the concept okay. of deities and uh, Bhagwan and God, you know, they're just mm-hmm. people in higher mm-hmm. consciousness levels. Yeah. Uh, so that, yeah, I think that's common across both. Okay. Mm. But that's quite interesting, no? Like mm. on a daily basis, we can't even, uh, we don't even think about that. But you having so much of in-depth knowledge about everything, I- I'm sure you look at life through a very different perspective, which is so amazing which is so interesting yeah I think all this makes you take life less seriously oh wow I would definitely (laughs) like to do that I've seen you doing a lot of full moon meditations as well like you know tell me about it so I think I just do like new moon and full moon meditations I think by theory and I've experienced it uh, during full moon you realize that we are much more sensitive and we are much more emotionally attuned we are much more intuitively sort of open and mm-hmm. that I think happens naturally by the cosmic cycles and, you know, the moon energy, which is very um, mm-hmm. water, it's connected to water and emotions and your intuition. So it's mm-hmm. a good time to sit because you get into that trance state much more easier. So if you have trouble on other days, on a full moon night, you'll see that it's much more easier for you to sort of get into that trance. Oh. Uh, but really, I think at the end of it, um, you know, I, I do believe in the power of mind, Um over anything else Mm -hmm. so a lot of placebo effect so it becomes a ritual almost so if you set an intention that on new moons I'm going to you know birth my manifestations and on full moon I'm going to meditate on them it just becomes a ritual right we meet like every 15 days and Mm -hmm. if you don't have the time to do it by yourself you can just meet uh, with a group uh, every 15 days and do it so it becomes a part of your life which is nice and full moons are pretty so why not yeah absolutely I love it <laughs> yeah yeah so in general so I don't uh, because you are into it so you uh, might be having a track of it but suddenly mm-hmm. I don't even realize okay it's full moon and if you're going out for a drive and uh, oh my god such a beautiful moon mm. and then I recall you doing meditation and I'm like, really oh, I could have done meditation today so ah, but I'm so happy that you you sort of associate the full moon with me that's be yeah, like absolutely I do true. that <laughs> Thank you. And I'm sure many of your friends and followers do that as well. Oh. So you named your studio Nandri, uh, mm. if I'm pronouncing it right. And what mm. does that mean? And who can come to you for help? Mm. So Nandri is a Tamil word. It means thank you. Oh, nice. So yeah, I was in Tamil Nadu and I was working with children and there were these children who were um, orphans or like from really, uh, mm-hmm. you know, children at risk basically. Uh, and they would use this word so often and it's a very pretty sounding word so, you know with that Tamil accent it would like sound like Nandri so it was like a very pretty sounding word and uh, so I sort of uh, yeah asked what it meant and they said thank you and that was quite a quite a emotional moment for me because here are kids yeah, who you know yeah, uh, yeah the 
don't really have much to be thankful for. I mean, yeah. life hasn't been yeah. fair to them. And yet uh, they're so thankful for every small thing. And yeah, so I took wow. that inspiration wow. and named it Nandri. So beautiful, mm. so beautiful. Mm. And who can come to me? So I'm basically, I mean, I'm a, a professionally trained psychotherapist and I'm, um, you know, so holistically it means that when I sort of see a client, I don't mm-hmm. sort of label them or diagnose them um, as, you know, suffering from anxiety, depression, trauma, abuse, mm-hmm. uh, mental illness, etc. You start seeing a person holistically. And if you're trained in holistic modality, you can... Mm-hmm help a person see themselves also like that you know because wow. when we tend to fixate on the mind we only I mean they start seeing themselves like that and that, that's the narrative they form so I think a lot of people who have um, any kind of mental blocks um, are suffering from emotional disbalances mm-hmm. there's thought- so much which I haven't even heard about this is so mm-hmm. interesting actually yeah. And it's a very different field. So not many people know about it, right? So if mm-hmm. you are associated mm-hmm. with that, and you're learning so much, I'm so proud mm-hmm. to you, proud, proud that you're my friend, and I can, you know, come up to you when I am actually um, feeling a bit low and anything. So I'm so- oh, absolutely. I, I feel so good to have you in my life to know you. Oh, thank <laughs> you. And, and this has been recorded because on my laptop, I can see 19% charge and the time is 1919. So I have 19, 19, 19 repeated thrice right in front of me. So oh. the task to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Mahima, you use a lot of yoga and meditation practices in your work, right? In your sessions. So hmm. I, if it is not too much to ask. Can you mm-hmm. teach me and our listeners a little meditation right now, which we can practice daily or whenever we find ourselves in a mess? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I, I'll, I'll do one which which I sort of do quite a lot. And it it is a mix of actually somatic experiencing what we're talking about. So that'd be a good uh, demonstration. Okay. So uh, Nimisha and, and the listeners, um, You take a minute out and um, start by focusing on your breath, right? Um, Sometimes it's easier to put one of your hands on your belly and that really connects you to your body. And you start with a deep inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth. And take deep breath so that when you inhale, your belly rises. And exhale and it falls back down. And repeat, inhale. And exhale. And you continue like this for a few more breaths. Forming a very deep, slow, delicious breath cycle. Taking all your focus and only putting your awareness on your breath. And one last cycle, inhale. And exhale. And then we switch our breathing and we breathe in and out only through our nose. So now we start um, 
restricting our energies only to ourselves and we inhale through the nose keeping the rhythm alive like we were doing earlier and exhaling through the nose and inhale and exhale and so a minute of two of uh, focusing on your breath and once you feel grounded centered more present in your own body uh, keep the breath going on and we shift we'll do a quick body scan and so we start with the toes putting our focus on our toes just taking them gently through the ankles the soles coming up to our shin bone our calf muscles our knees with each in breath and out breath relaxing each part of our body each cell each muscle really loosening lightening letting go coming up from our knees to our thighs our inner thigh out of thigh coming to our pelvic region our hips completely completely relaxing the lower part of our body keep breathing gently shifting our awareness upward our lower stomach our upper stomach moving to the back the lower back middle back upper back the entire length of our spine gently observe where tightness or any stress lies in your body and loosen that part coming forward to our chest moving to our shoulders pulling down our shoulders relaxing them we generally hold a lot of stress in this area moving down our arms elbows the lower part of our hands wrists palms each finger it's like a gentle caress all over your body moving upwards to our neck coming to our jaws making sure our mouth is loosely closed relaxing our teeth our tongue our cheeks ears the nose moving to our eyes making sure they are lightly closed no tightness no tension anywhere even checking up pupils the gaze behind our closed eyes letting our awareness be expansive our eyebrows the forehead and finally the top the crown of our head 
and being in this moment feeling your body opening up loosening absolutely light and you can enjoy this state for as long as you want depending on the time you have and then to get back we come back to our breath focusing on the inhalation and the exhalation one more round a deep inhale and exhale and whenever you feel ready you can open your eyes with a big big smile god i don't even feel like talking after mm-hmm. such a peaceful meditation it's so yeah. good yeah so that so like i think Four minutes. So yeah, you can just do this like through the day. Just so good, my man. Sure, all of our listeners would also enjoy doing that. It was so mm, good. I'm glad. <laughs> so, yeah. if any one of you want to take personal sessions from Bhima, please feel free to DM her at Nandri underscore um, Healing on Instagram. Nandri is N A N D R I underscore Healing. on Instagram. <laughs> Mahima, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. You are such a daily hero in the true sense. Nimitta, I should so say that. Thank you so much from you today and I'm sure our listeners too had a good time listening to your insights. No, thank you so much. I think uh, the work you're doing is absolutely inspirational. I mean, I I've been sort of trained in it and it's, you know, professionally I'm doing all of this and you know, this is almost work, but I think a daily hero is you who sort of seen that struggle in your own life and come out of it. I mean, you truly truly are an inspiration. I'm not just saying this. I truly mean it. Oh, so, thank, thank you so much for your positivity and just for existing so beautifully. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much mm. for uh, your too kind actually. <laughs> okay, not- it was so so good to have you Mahima. So Mahima is actually not just breathing but also living this incredible adventure called life. What are we waiting for?